0: Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra-wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra-wealthy. Call Ed Knezovic or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614 648 2440 Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education 614-648-2440 Hey this is Coach Simaroni Blood Time Podcast and I have somebody from the New England area in New Hampshire Robert Powell but he's a but he's a Shireen Falls area guy How you doing Robert
1: Doing well. Doing well today. How are you guys out there?
0: Real good. Real good.
1: Yeah, quick background um, of wrestling. So I wrestled out in Chagrin Falls at Kenston High School. Sure. I wrestled under Coach Larry Klimkowski uh, for my first three years. Right. And then when Brian Malloy took over in 2008, senior, wrestled for him for a year. Um, After high school, you know, I I wasn't a big wrestler after high school. I was always a football first kind of guy. Right. I I went out University to play football, and um, I was out there my freshman year. My hmm. defensive line coach was Joe Montgomery, the head wrestling coach at Muskingham at the time. Sure, he was son of Hall of Famer from Mountain Union. Okay, Don Montgomery. Oh wow. Um, yeah, went out there. He he talked me into wrestling uh, during football practice. He goes, you know, I know you wrestling in college, or I know you wrestled in high school. You think about wrestling in college? You know, I think you should give it a shot. Right. Ended up wrestling a year there. Um, that freshman year, I wrestled a year at heavyweight. You know, I was a big old football player, about 260. Right. You know, He talked me into, hey, if, if, you know, you want to just go full-time with wrestling, probably not play football anymore, you know, it would be best for you to drop down to, like, 97 or and, um, yeah, 74. And
0: 74, that's a pure wrestling code. <laughs> 74 from 260, yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah, so my freshman year of college, I made the decision that I was going to go full time wrestling. Okay. Took that whole summer, uh, came back to Chagrin. That summer of 2010. Yeah. And I I lifted, I ran, I was wrestling, going to open mats. I was soloing. I did a couple uh, open tournaments and just getting myself, you know, into wrestling shape. Wow. That was really the first summer of my life where I was a full time wrestler and came back that year, wrestled at 97. Um, worked my way into '84 in that sophomore year, and then finished out uh, my last two years at '74.
0: That is fantastic. That's a great story. Yes. So, so Montgomery is is one of your like blood time moments. He he just completely transformed you.
1: Yeah, it was it was wild. It was one of those moments where I see as a coach where you ever talk to kids and you tell them some advice and they just kind of don't listen to you. Yeah. Um, and years later and they realize it. Right. Well, when I was in high school. Coach Clem, and then our heavyweight coach at the time, Coach Benedict, would always tell me like, "Hey, you know, you're five foot six. Like, you don't have a you don't have a living at defensive line. You're not you're not going too far with football. Right. You should be wrestling at seventy or something." But, you know, I was always the play football at 240, 230, and then cut down wrestle two fifteen in high school. Yeah, and you know, I always look back and say, "Well, if I'd have just done what Coach Benedict told me to do." five years earlier, you know, my, my career path would have been a little bit different.
0: But- it's amazing how many times we, we talk to people as coaches out into the real world, and they'll either say, I wish I continued to wrestle, or I wish I would have listened to my coach, or both. And uh, it's just, it's, it's amazing how many guys I meet out in the business world that just say that. It's, it's just fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, it's one of those uh there's a there's a meme out there that, you know, if things don't go the way you expected, try doing what your coach told you to do the first time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's how it goes. It but really those does. Those guys at were real, real instrumental in me, you know, changing as a wrestler and getting more time. Sure. When I was in college, those summers, I would go back, I'd work out at Elite Fitness out there in, in Chagrin Falls. Yeah. Which was owned by the Boinoviches. Right. Um and then when Malloy was the head coach, I'd go out and I'd wrestle with all the kids and you know, a lot of training with those guys, and, and Coach Murphy uh, over at Kenston helped me out a lot. And it was, you know, I tell a lot of guys now, I was like, I wasn't a full-time wrestler until I was almost 21 years old. That's and wild. And I'm 29 now, so yeah. I've only been in the full-time for eight years now.
0: Well, you know, you have a rich tradition of wrestling at Kenston. I mean, the home of the Bombers is, you know, quite uh, quite rich from the Giovanni's to today with Ricky uh, Dubello over there. And then, of course, you got a great... Uh, recently particularly a great football program so you know it's hard to to say that you didn't have great coaching surrounding you uh when you're when you were there i'm 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 sure right
1: yeah we had great coaches there um coach Rotar was still he was kind of coming out of uh coaching at the time when i was in high school but sure. you know manny was the head coach right before clem so right time yeah the, They were what, third in the state my 7th grade year, right before he stepped down as the head coach. It's sure. all through Ricky's years. And then, you know, during my high school year, Ricky, guys like Mike Siniti, um, Anton Norinsky, Bob Fenner, um, a lot of guys that placed at the state tournament. Joey Valvoda was a state runner-up for us. Would come back in the room and wrestle with us. So
0: That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Absolutely
1: Having those alumni guys that came back, and that was that's what I did when I was in college. You know, getting a chance to go back, work with Coach Malloy, work with the kids that were you know, in the program at the time.
0: Yeah, that's, that's then, always the most fun day that Friday after Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> to go back. Yeah, when, all,
1: when all the alumni come in and they just, you know, that, that's always the worst day. You know, yeah. they come in, they beat you, but it, it makes you better. It makes you tougher.
0: It does. It um, does.
1: I, I coached out there for a year, um, Ricky's first year back in 2016. Okay. I, I stepped down from a head coaching position out at Willard, Ohio. Okay. And, um, at that time Malloy was leaving Kenston and Ricky was coming back as the head coach and right. you know, I wanted to get away from being a full time head coach, just wanted to be an assistant and just spend time in the room wrestling. Right. But I reached out to Ricky, said, Yeah, come be on my staff, work with my heavyweights and my upperweights. Um, yeah, I spent the year at Kenston and spent some time at Brunswick helping out down there and it was yeah. it was a fun year and I loved coaching. I loved I love coaching at the high school level, just working with those guys and Helping them build a love for wrestling.
0: Yeah, that's so that's so true, and it, it's so Im- important. And and now you're doing it at the uh, collegiate level. Tell tell a little bit about the transition there, and how uh, how you ended up in New England College.
1: Yeah, so it was. I mean, it was a pretty 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 strange transition. I mean, I I moved around a lot. Um, after I left Muskingum, I went on to be the head coach at Willard. Back in 2014 okay so I was there for two years and I just decided you know I wasn't the biggest fan of teaching I mean I, I love education I'm working towards getting another degree in education okay I just felt I wanted to be in a college room like have a, a little bit more of an impact on wrestlers at the college level right so I, I sought out to be a graduate assistant and get a college coaching job okay and I put all my eggs in one basket so in the summer of 2016 I left Willard and I said, hey, you don't want to be a college coach. I'm going to take any you know, paid high school positions or any teaching positions. I'm going to sub for a year. Um, so I coached out of Kenson that year. And then in the fall of 2017, I almost gave up on the coaching search, and I ended up getting the job here at New England College as a graduate assistant okay. to help build this program. Awesome. So they were, in their, they were in their second year. So they're bringing in their first recruiting class that year. Okay. seven guys the year before, and it was just – it was a program where I'm like, you know, as a GA, I get to learn with guys that are building a program. Right. So now I can, you know, work with that, you know, have that background of helping build a program.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I spent spent two years out here as an assistant. Um, we had a pretty successful, successful two years. We coached a two-time national qualifier. We coached a regional champion. We had three guys that were academic All-Americans. We coached six – Uh, regional placers. We won a couple matches at the national tournament, which was really great. Yeah. And then last summer in 2019, I finished my GA internship and I took the job as the head coach at Iowa Wesleyan University.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: I was, I was there as the head coach for about six months. It was a brand new program building from the ground up, girls wrestling, guys wrestling, um, working on building a wrestling facility. And, you know, I spent the six months I was out in Iowa, I traveled across the country just sure. recruiting. Sure, you have went, to. Yeah, I went to about twelve different states just to you know find guys and girls that were interested in helping me build the program. Wow, and you know being on that forefront of the building blocks of a wrestling program is something really special because you can truly mold you know what this program will be and put your own stamp on it.
0: Yep, no question about it, and that's the beauty of that. Yeah. But how did it, how did it end up where you 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 left Iowa? Yeah.
1: So so that was a that was an even stranger transition because it was it was right in the middle of when COVID hit. So it was oh, wow. March last year or March of this year. It feels like it was so long ago, but it was yeah, it was March of this year. Um the head coach here at New England College, he, he's a captain in the Air Force. He had been deployed to Afghanistan. Wow. This was his third deployment in four years. So oh in four God. years of our program we had never had a head coach that was around for more than six months at a time. Cause he was always gone for the deployments.
0: Sure. Wow. So when
1: he deploys, they started coaching search. I wasn't originally, I wasn't throwing my name in the hat. I was like, I'm, I'm here. Like I get a chance to build my own program from the ground up, but I started talking to some friends and some family and I, you know, the AD from NEC reaches out to me and it, it just like, you know, I was here for two years. I helped build this program you know, I coached the senior class when they were freshmen and sophomores. You know, I recruited the junior class and coached them. I recruited the sophomores, and I didn't coach them as freshmen. Right. So, it, like, the pieces just fell in line where it goes, you know, if you're going to hire a coach in the middle of a COVID year where, you know, this summer I couldn't get on the road recruiting.
0: Yes, of You know, course. I should not have too right. many
1: kids come on campus. We, you know, and as a first-time coach, you have to build that relationship with your team. Right. So I already had that relationship built with NEC, and I applied for the job. The athletic director offered it to me, and, you know, I I took it instantly just because I knew that, you know, there's so much growth that's available here at New England College in Henneker. It's, you know, we've got a great setup. We've got a great place where guys can be successful very fast um, right. in our system and in our program.
0: And you're D2 or 3 there?
1: We're Division 3. That's what yeah, I thought, yeah. Yeah, we're Division 3. Um, yeah, we've had, we've had a little bit of success over these past couple of years. Sure. Last year, while I with the program they had their first all-american okay i um, and in our 140 founder evan fidelibus who he finished this year second in pinfalls in division three and you know he's ranked in number four in the nation right now and um we've got a couple other guys that we brought in and some returners that you know are looking to have a good season this year depending on you know what the ncaa says happens with COVID. so
0: right i think yeah what's we're gonna going have a very so year what, where are you guys located exactly? Well, like what near near what city are you located?
1: So, Henneker, New Hampshire. We're about south central. We're about an hour north of Boston.
0: Okay. So, um, where so, you where so are you recruiting mostly from?
1: So, recruiting, we recruit the New England states heavily because you right. know you got to win your home ground um, in the recruiting wars. But primarily, our our big recruiting uh, venues are Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey. Gotcha. Um, We're about, you know, we're about five hours from, you know, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. We're five hours from the Lehigh Valley area. We're about four hours north of New York City. We're about six hours from Atlantic City where they hold the New Jersey State Tournament. So we're about a five to six hour drive from, you know, three of the toughest states in the nation for wrestling.
0: Yeah, New Jersey does. It, so, it's got some good guys coming out of there. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. so that, yeah,
1: that's where we do a lot of our recruiting at, and I think it does it does really well for us. We've had a lot of guys that can see, you know, you can come out here to to a Division three school that you know can put some guys on the map and do pretty well, and you know, I feel like a lot of our guys find a great home here.
0: Um, and and I know we
1: talked earlier. Henniker's a lot like Chagrin Falls. What's that? Henniker's a lot like Chagrin Falls, where it's just. It's a nice small town area, right? But whether you're from the big city or you're from the small town, you can feel comfortable here. That's and awesome. I think that's, that's what our recruits find.
0: That's awesome. And so, Robert, you, but you're 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 about what eight or nine hours away from Cleveland, right?
1: Um, if you go right across Route 90 across New York and Buffalo, it's about nine and a half hours.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I usually
1: I, take the scenic route, which is like 12 hours or so, where I go down through Pennsylvania and make some stops at like some tournaments, high schools on my way across. And sure, yeah, it's about nine and a half hour drive.
0: Yeah, because I, I went up to Montreal with my family. We drove to Montreal and it was about, about 10 hours, 10 and a half hours. So, but it was a beautiful drive. I mean, it's stunning, particularly in the fall. Holy cow, that is cool! Oh, definitely,
1: when those, when those leaves start changing, it looks beautiful out here. Um, and that's. I mean, the drive's not too bad. I don't get too many guys to recruit out of Ohio. Okay. So I'd like to, um, just because I, you know, being an Ohio guy, I feel like I can connect with some of those kids, but there's so much Division three wrestling and so much college wrestling in the state of Ohio, it's hard to get those kids out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've had Josh Malave on from Mount Union. I've had Daniel Song from Case Western. I've had Mark Haywall from John Carroll University. Uh, you know, uh, Sonny Marchetti, D2, over at Notre Dame College. So... Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity just in literally, uh, you know, an hour from where I sit right now doing this interview in in University Heights, Ohio, to wrestle at a pretty good program. But still, you know, uh, people still want to do things that are a little different, right? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, that,
1: that's- that's the thing, if you want to get out, if you want to see the world or not even the world, if you just want to see, you know, other parts of the country, you got to get out and travel. And you can yeah. still travel across the state of Ohio and see something different.
0: Ah, you no know, question. me
1: going down to New Concord, Ohio for 5 years was a complete change of speed from, you know, living in the Falls, Solon area.
0: No um, doubt. No doubt. I I I couldn't agree with you more and uh it's it's a it's a beautiful area of the country and so so tell me what you know, are you meeting, the thing about blood time, Robert, is that we really look at who has affected us. And you've mentioned Montgomery and a lot of Malloy and a lot of the coaches, you know, really a, whole, a who's who of, of coaches. Is there been any one moment that, you know, besides the Montgomery saying, hey, come wrestle, that really inspired you to be the coach you are today?
1: Um, if I had to say the one moment that really, really inspired me, it, it all falls back to coach Larry Klimkowski. Okay. Um, he had a high school coach. Um, I wasn't the greatest wrestler in high school. I got in a lot of trouble in school. He always gave me second chances. Right. And I remember it was my junior year, it was my junior year of high school. I had like an end of the year meeting with coach Klumkowski and the number one thing he said to me, he goes, you're one of the hardest working people I've ever met. And if you take the time to put your efforts and your brain into something productive, no one can stop you from being successful. Wow. It's like one of the things he told me, because most people that know me is like, I'm always kind of here. Like I'm recruiting, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help build a woman's program here at the school too. We're talking about that. Sure. I'm working on other organizations within, I'm always doing a bunch of things. And I just put so much effort into things, but he really like tried to get me to instill that if you put your efforts and time into, you know, being successful at something, no one can stop you because you work that hard. That's and that's awesome. where we're getting that as a junior in high school, you know, he was at the time telling me like, Hey, you probably shouldn't play football anymore and just focus solely on wrestling and you can be well. And then, you know, five years later at, at 21, I decided I'm going to put all my efforts into wrestling and now look right.
0: Yes, and I want, I want to explore that more. We're going to take a, a quick break and thank our sponsors because they keep, us, they keep us on the air. So we'll be right back with Robert Powell, the head coach at New England College, after these words. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Saco and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com. And we're back with Robert Powell, the head coach at New England College. Uh, And uh, he was exploring how he was motivated to uh, singularly not only control his efforts uh, and focus his efforts on wrestling only, but also to be effective and successful in doing so not only himself, but also in the coaching rank. And so I want to explore that with you, Robert. How are you taking that lesson, that DNA from that? uh, Was it Klimkowski, the coach? Yeah, and, and bring it into your room and to your philosophy of wrestling. And w- what does that look like at New England College?
1: Yeah, in, in my philosophy as a coach, the way I put that into my guise is just to understand, given a 100%. Right. You know, it's, it's understanding that every asset, every facet of life that you go through, mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, you have to work your hardest at it and give 100%. Whether that's taking a test in class or working in the wrestling room, whether it's working on doubles, singles. You know, we have guys that come in and they're they a single shot. You know, they're a one-trick pony. You right. guys that they just want to throw. They don't want to take shots. And just understanding that you need to give 100% everything you do. Um, right. Put all your efforts into what you're doing at every aspect. Um, of wrestling, whether it's running sprints, whether it's, you know, lifting weights, whether we're, we're working on top-bottom goals, or you're in the classroom, and just knowing that when they come to college, I tell every guy that comes to, to wrestle for me that we are an academics first program.
0: Awesome. Love that.
1: that. That first year I was here at NEC, we had six guys make our 3.0 club with a 3.0 or higher. That's great. Five years later now as the head coach, we just had over 53% of our roster have 3.0 or above with 17 guys. 8 of them were over 3.5 and 5 of them were 3.75 and higher.
0: That is seri- under- serious, serious that- success. That- serious success. That's a wonderful is- wonderful news.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the things is like you, you can't just come in to college and go, "Hey, I'm just going to wrestle." So, you know, I'm going to give 100% at wrestling. You got to give 100% at being a student. You got to give 100% at being a part of the campus community you know that's that's what's going to take you on in life and then when you get jobs you know if you work in a business and well you're just the accountant you can't just well I'm going to count you have to help in other aspects of that business to show that you are an asset
0: right make show yourself in, and make yourself invaluable is always yes. been my yes. recommendation make a exactly and the other thing too is I I love what I'm hearing here because foundationally that's one of the biggest things that I Try to to instill in the young men. Uh, we don't have any women um, wrestling for us at this time, but to be just good citizens, because good wrestling re- good wrestling comes relatively easy if you have the foundation of hard work, loyalty, taking care of what you need to take care of, and doing you know doing the work. All you got to have is a little bit of a talent, and you put that together. I think that's what Kukowski was saying to you, dude. You got all the all the work ethic. Just put a little focus and a little bit because you got the talent, and look what happened to you as a as an athlete and now as a coach. So uh,
1: yeah, that was that was definitely my problem when I was when I was a teenager. Just wasn't always focused on you know what was important at the time. You know, but now I'm focused on everything. I'm working on my program. I'm working with my AD to help. You know, I want to add a woman's program in the next couple of years. Awesome. Finish my master's and I've already applied and been accepted to a doctoral program that i probably not going to do this year. But, you know, in, in years to come, I'm going to work towards that.
0: That's great. That's of, great.
1: Part of my coaching and recruiting philosophy that me and my staff have come up with is called the four for 40. Okay. So what we try to instill in every high school kid, whether you come to NEC or not, when you come here or anywhere you go, make sure you use the next four years of your life. To set yourself up for success over the next forty years, yeah. We want guys coming in and being academic all Americans. We want them having that three point two five or higher GPA, winning seventy percent of their matches, and placing at regionals. You know, because yes, you, you might tell this to your high school kids. Wrestling will help get you into college. You know, I didn't have great grades in high school. You know, coaches reached out to me for football, wrestling. You know, that'll get you into college. But what you do as a wrestler will not get you out of college.
0: Well said. Well said, and
1: that's that's the most important thing. Is that four for forty? Just make sure everything that you're doing, you're developing yourself, and you're making sure you're preparing yourself for the next, you know, the next steps of your life. Always forward thinking.
0: Well, that's one of the biggest things that John Carroll really, uh, you know, focused on and and supported, but also too kind of sold themselves on, is that the network of those graduates. They were successful. They're still successful. They're continuing to be successful. And they hire other John Carroll wrestlers. I hired three John Carroll wrestlers when I was working at a a property and casualty insurance agency as the acting president. And I said, you know, let me, I know these guys. I know where they come from. I know their DNA. I know how they're taught in the room. And so that I got to believe particularly with the centers of, of commerce in New York and Boston that surround you have got to be a big selling point and also a big uh, teaching point, if you will, in your room. Definitely.
1: Like, it is. And we have, you know, we're, we're so close to Boston and then getting into New York, we have guys that are leaving in business, you know, they can go find jobs. Sure. And that's important. Have that alumni base. Yep. Especially me being a guy from Muskingham. Um I wrestled, I was in a fraternity there and, the fraternity that I was a part of, I believe we have three college head coaches right now. I believe there's wow. seven or eight high school coaches in the state of Ohio. There's about you know nine or ten retired coaches, you know that all wrestled in that small room at Muskingum. Sure. That all you know, we're part of that same fraternity, and us being a first, you know, I guess we're first generation program because this senior class now is our first recruiting class graduating.
0: That's awesome. So, making
1: sure that I can set these guys up to be successful in 40 years. So, in five, 10 years, when they've gone on and started their own businesses, you know, I hopefully I'm still here and I can send my next generation of wrestlers to go work for these guys to have those connections. Um, and that's really important. It's just, you know, because wrestlers make the best businessmen. No, no knows that.
0: <laughs> they definitely and cannot having, work. <laughs> and have
1: that connection. And I've, I mean, I've done okay. some work, I've talked with. Um, I don't know if you guys have followed the Black Wrestling Association. That's yeah, I had Carrie,
0: on. I had Carrie McCoy on, and uh, he's yeah. he he just uh, did a beautiful post about that, and then uh, the interview that I'm going to be doing the next interview uh, after ours is uh, Kyvin Gatson.
1: Awesome. So, yeah, yeah. I, I talked to Carrie about you know setting up networks, and that's what his organization's doing. Nate hey, Jackson's the president, but setting up networks for for Black wrestlers, you know, to get jobs and. Work throughout a network, and um, I know you work with the Wrestlers and Business Association. And
0: yes, yes, I was one of the that's founders that's back in 2009-10. Ni- yeah. mm-hmm. Yes,
1: and that's our goal as as coaches, as leaders in the sport, to make sure that we're ever changing and setting the foundation for the next guys in the sport of wrestling to make sure that they can be successful. You know, mm-hmm. it's my job to give to my wrestlers with Coach Malloy and Coach Clem and Coach Benedict and Coach Montgomery and Coach Fox. Have given to me and helped me do, and that's that's what's really important for me, and that's why I coach.
0: I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and I love hearing that. And so, Robert, tell me if you have somebody, and I know that you're just uh, you know starting the program there, but through your coaching career, is there anybody? And it doesn't have to be a superstar wrestler, but somebody that you just could say that you affected, or, or your coaching staff affected, and then and really transformed them uh, into something special or, or at least something that was better than they thought that they could be. Uh, I've had a few of those happen to me and they're just, uh, they're really magnificent when you see what these young men and, and actually some women do out in the real world. It's just fascinating. And just, um, uh, it's really encouraging. Do you have anything like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. In, in our coaching staff, um, we had some guys that, that hit their peaks, uh, not necessarily their peaks as freshmen, we did have – my first year here, um, we had one wrestler that came in, and he didn't qualify for the state tournament when he was in high school. He graduated high school with, I believe, a little under a 2.3 GPA. Wow. And then in his freshman year, um, we were able to get him on the, the regional podium and get him an academic All-American plaque. Wow. And, and, and since since that year, his career hasn't been – We hopes it's been – he hasn't placed at the regional tournament since. But, you know – the fact that we as a coaching staff could bring a guy from high school and and really get him to obtain those goals in that first year and see that success. Um that that was one of the proudest moments of mine as a coach. Sure. And I know so the coaches on my staff, the the head coach John Archambault, who was here um when I was the GA, you know he's coached the national champion at Springfield College. Okay. Coach Gothier, who is the head assistant coach here, he was at Roger Williams for a year and Um, It was a 189 pounder. He was a 25 coach, but he's been a part of a team that's coached a national champion.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Um, They they both have been a part of programs that, in their room, there was a national champion in that room. Sure. Um, And I I haven't been a part of that program yet. Um, My graduate assistant now, Austin Whitney, he he co or he wrestled out at Ithaca College, and and they coached a couple national champions out there. Oh yes. In the room. Yes. you know, it's important for me to surround myself with coaches mm-hmm. that have that have gone through the process and that have seen it. Sure. Um, I've been in the college coaching game four years now. Right. Um, and, I mean, I've been to the national tournament three of those four years as, or two of those four years as a coach. You know, this year is the COVID year. Last year I was just recruiting. But, you know, I always say it pretty weird is I've never coached a season and not qualified for the national tournament.
0: I love that. That's a great, that's a great, and keep, keep that up. That's what we want to hear.
1: That's kind of, that's kind of the mentality that I have when I go to recruit. Sure. I want to find guys that are academically successful, but I want to find guys that, that have that drive, that have a lot more to prove.
0: There's nothing like, nothing like getting a guy there that, like, we both knew, man, you have no reason to be here, but man, we just, through just heart and determination and a lot of love, we got, together, we got there, and it's a really fantastic feeling. And that's,
1: that's so great during the recruiting process, you know. Yeah. Most kids think, well, I haven't qualified for states, or I've qualified twice and I haven't placed or, right. you know, I took third once or twice and, and and don't have much in them or some don't feel that they've done enough. But us as a coach, we, we love those kids, you know. Yeah, I want that guy that's, you know, lost twice in the blood rounds. I want that guy that's, you know, in Jersey, you know, you take fourth in your region a couple of times, but you can still be the, the toughest wrestler in the nation. Sure. You know, I want those guys that have more to prove they come in and they work harder
0: yeah hungry baby they're hungry (laughs) they want to eat
1: as much as as every coach wants to recruit a a four-time state champion sure you know some of those guys may have not seen as much adversity in their life
0: well they're burned out too a lot of those guys get burned out i've seen it happen over and over again absolutely a lot of them
1: absolutely a lot of them and that's and that's what we shoot for we want those guys that aren't necessarily like project kids that we have to work on but those kids that we know they want more for themselves we know that we want to help them get more for themselves. Yep. And if they come into our program, we as all are go- – I'm going to get better as a coach for coaching them. They're going to get better as an athlete for working with me, and we're all just going to grow and develop together as a team.
0: What? Yes, one of my chill moments was uh, we, we had a, a young man at John Carroll University, never even – I don't even believe he made the district tournament out of Michigan. His senior year, his fifth-year senior year, worked his tail off and took eighth in the country and it was just i mean it was like winning the super bowl it was fantastic and so i could not agree with more more with what you're doing there and that philosophy and i i applaud you for it man i really do and yeah, uh,
1: thanks and i mean i've there, there's so much that wrestling's done for me in my life and i just want to help give that to others you know help them use wrestling as an avenue and as a vehicle to get more within your life because if you have if you have the determination to, you know, kids aren't cutting weight like they used to back in the day, but, but right. cut weight, they determine, you know, going through college, not going out on Friday nights and Saturday nights, same thing in high school, getting sure. your work done, Yep. knowing that, you know, you got to get up at six o'clock in the morning, but you, you can't eat because you got to make weight and then go out there and go through a war. Yes. If you can do that constantly, there's nothing in this world that can stop you.
0: And I, with any. absolutely. I love that so much. And, I really loved our, our conversation, Robert. That 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 point right there is absolutely brilliant. And as we as we conclude uh, each interview during this uh, season of the virus, we ask our guests to give uh, some words of strength and encouragement to the audience. And if if you would, I'm going to turn it over to you and be quiet.
1: Um five words that are are very important to me that I think everyone needs to hear are true relations and powerful purpose. Um, If you live your days and your life and everything you do and the people you meet you create true relationships and you always try to have a powerful purpose that you will be successful. Um, No matter what's going on around you, no matter what's going on inside you, just always believe in true relations and powerful purpose and you will be successful.
0: Um, That oh, poignant words. I love that true relations, and powerful purpose. Brilliant. Uh, thank you, Robert Powell. Uh, good luck at New England College. And uh, don't be a stranger when you're in town. Come uh, come into the Shagrin Falls Tiger Room. I know that that may be a little bit tough for you to do that with, with being a Kenston bomber, but we'd love to have you come in. and, and Definitely. Uh,
1: definitely. If, I, if, I, if I get home sometime this spring or in the summertime, I'll, I'll stop by. I'll, I'll get some wrestling in. Like I said, I'm always trying to get some Ohio kids out here and, and get them a part of this program.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to see you. Well, good luck up there. Stay strong. Stay safe. And uh, thank you again.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to talk a little bit.
0: Yes, sir. Well, this is Coach Cimaroni. We are blood. Love to all. Blood time. This is Coach Cimaroni. I trust you are well and about to emerge after this most challenging of years. And all that we have collectively been through we can still find that silver lining. That said, it is my pleasure and honor to announce a rekindling and reconnection to my long-time and good friends at the Montrose Auto Group. Mike Thompson, Chris Mills, and the incredible staff at Montrose Westside have afforded me and Razor, my company, an opportunity to present the outstanding lineup of high-quality vehicles in their stable. Jaguars, Range Rovers, Volvos, and a bevy of high-quality pre-owned vehicles are at our and your disposal. I look forward to being of service to you and your family, friends, company, and associates at your request and direction. Let's get together soon to discover how we may be a solution to your driving requirements and desires. Thanks so much and talk soon. This is Coach Cimaroni for the Montrose Auto Group's West Side Store. Hi, this is David Dennis Mackey. You've just heard another episode of the Blood Time Podcast. Check out more at maverickpodcasting.com.
1: I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event.